you want long time under tension, and you want to get to near failure or total failure at the end of your set. That is a great resistance exercise session. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm Brad Kearns, New York Times bestselling author, former number three world-ranked professional triathlete, and Guinness World Record Masters athlete. I connect with experts in diet, fitness, and personal growth and deliver short breather shows where you get simple, actionable tips to improve your life right away. Let's explore beyond the hype, hacks, shortcuts, and sciency talk to laugh, have fun, and appreciate the journey. It's time to be rad. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Welcome to part six in our series of breather shows on how to optimize testosterone naturally. Quick review, part one, we covered sleep, rest, recovery, and downtime. Part two, we talked about ditching toxic processed modern foods. Part three was the nutrient-dense foods from the plant category, fruit, and other superstars. And then part four was talking about nutrient-dense foods from the animal category. You can find all that information on the Carnivore Scores Food Rankings Chart PDF, free download at bradkearns.com. Then we talked about finding ways to move more in general everyday life from structured cardiovascular sessions at appropriate heart rate to doing micro workouts to doing morning exercise. And now we get to part six, which is to perform brief, explosive, high intensity workouts. This is a huge 
natural driver of testosterone and other adaptive hormones. This is the appropriate use of the fight or flight response to put yourself under stress, heavy breathing, muscles burning, short efforts that are brief, that are explosive, that are performed not too frequently and workouts that don't last too long, but they're performed regularly. And so for a long time with the Primal Blueprint Fitness messaging, we talked about doing a couple strength training sessions a week, lasting anywhere from seven to 30 minutes and a sprint workout once every seven to 10 days. So we're going to talk about resistance training and we're going to talk about sprinting and also where uh, micro workouts can be a wonderful addition uh, in support of the goal of performing brief, intense exercise. So yes, you can do the full duration session where you go meet your personal trainer and you're going through the circuit at the gym or you're taking a class that's high intensity, but also just brief bursts where you're rushing up the staircase a few times a day or picking up a kettlebell in the corner and doing a few reps. Remember my podcast guest, Dude Spellings, talks about uh, placing his hexagonal deadlift bar in the way of his door frame from his office. So every time he leaves his office, he has to pick up the deadlift bar and usually he'll do six reps and go about his merry way. So sprinkling micro workouts in to your formal exercise sessions is a great strategy here, especially because these workouts can be uh, pretty intense, pretty stressful. There's some risk of a burnout uh, injury if you're not doing them appropriately or you're doing them too frequently. So a little goes a long way when it comes to high intensity, especially with sprinting. And I've talked a lot and dedicated entire shows to the concept of performing a sprint workout appropriately and all the preparation that you need to do uh, to make sure that you're ready, especially for high impact uh, sp running sprints on flat ground. But you can also sprint at low or no impact activities, which m with much less risk and less uh, necessity of doing all the uh, preparatory steps. So if we're talking about getting on an exercise bike, you're gonna warm up for five to 10 minutes of gentle cardio, and then you can go into a sequence of sprint efforts. I love my Carol bike. Uh, Carol Fit AI is the website where they have programmed very short sprint workouts and numerous choices, but all of them are very short in duration and they ask for near maximum efforts and they're really tough, but you can dedicate eight minutes to a sprint workout on the exercise bike, no impact, and that'll sprinkle in nicely to your other fitness endeavors and really elevate your fitness platform. And the great research shown uh, by Carol on the um, uh, the protocol is that even these short duration workouts lasting 10 minutes, for example, can deliver fitness benefits uh, that equal or surpass workouts that are six or 10 times as long. So uh, pedaling lightly for an hour, of course, there's a lot of cardiovascular and aerobic benefits to that. But in terms of fitness breakthroughs with things like reducing excess body fat and improving your overall fitness competency, sprint workouts give the highest return on investment of any exercise known to mankind. And of course, the best or the most beneficial type of sprint workout is running high impact sprints on flat ground because that's when you get the bone density benefits and the greatest stimulation for dropping excess body fat because the penalty for sprinting on flat ground with extra weight is so severe. It's far more severe. It's far more performance compromising to be carrying 10 or 20 extra pounds when you're trying to sprint full speed versus being uh, carrying extra weight 
and sloughing along for five hours uh, while you're running your marathon or whatever. So uh, sprinting will get you cut up like no other activity, Mark Sisson says, with the research to back it up. But again, you must do it in an appropriate manner. Make sure that you are adapted to the workout, possibly starting with low or no impact activities. So we talked about the stationary bike. You can do the rowing machine. You can do uh, the Stairmaster, the elliptical, all kinds of ways in the gym on machines to sprint. But the key is to push yourself to that near maximum effort for a very short duration because you don't need to go beyond ever beyond 20 seconds to perform a sprint uh, effort. If you're trying to quote unquote sprint for longer than 20 seconds, it no longer becomes a true sprint because the body is incapable of generating maximum effort literally for longer than about seven or eight seconds. That's when the uh, pure ATP fuel source coming right from the cell, ATP creatine phosphate pathway is what's fueling a maximum effort of up to seven seconds. After seven seconds and up to around 20 seconds, you can still be near maximum output and get all these fitness benefits. But once you try to go all out longer than 20 seconds, you start to get a diminished return on investment and a greater risk of burnout, delayed recovery, and cellular destruction attempting to fuel uh, a full-on effort for longer than 20 seconds. So the sweet spot for doing your sprint efforts is between 10 and 20 seconds. You can get up to 10 seconds and that'll be pretty fantastic all-out maximum performance. You can take it up to 20, for example, if it's low impact, you might be uh, going up to the higher end of that range on a stationary bike where it takes a while to get up to top speed. But in running sprints on flat ground, I highly recommend limiting your efforts to around 10 seconds of maximum output and then a long recovery time in between sprint efforts such that you deliver a consistent quality of effort with every successive sprint. That means the entire workout is only going to entail around four to eight reps of these all-out sprints lasting 10 to 20 seconds with a recovery to work ratio of six to one. So if you're sprinting for 10 seconds, very short time, you're going to recover for a minute. That's a very leisurely, Dr. Craig Marker calls it luxurious rest interval, but that ensures as you're putzing around, knowing that you were ready to go at the 30 second mark, but now you're waiting until the clock hits 60 seconds to do another sprint. This is allowing you to completely rejuvenate and get refocused and get the body ready to deliver another maximum effort of similar quality. For example, the same speed, the same finishing time as you're running down the track or the football field. And so that's quite a bit different than this pain and suffering torture session that we like to call HIT, H-I-I-T, where they're asking you to quote unquote sprint again and again with minimal rest between these efforts or the efforts lasting too long, lasting longer than 20 seconds, up to 30 seconds, up to a minute, and we go home from our uh, group biking class and say, today we did sprints. We did 10 times of a minute sprint with a minute rest or 20 seconds rest or something that's way uh, different than the six to one recommended ratio. This is no longer a true sprint session. This is more like a high intensity interval training session, which can deliver a ton of fitness benefits but it's also widely overused and abused to the extent that people start to experience that decline in performance, 
delayed recovery, uh, getting upper respiratory illness or things showing that their exercise program in general is too stressful, likely because the hit sessions are too stressful. So sprinting, we're talking about busting out there, exploding for some short duration efforts, resting a long time between them, only doing around four to eight, and then calling it a workout and keeping always with the mindset that you want to go for quality. Therefore, you only do these workouts when you're feeling great. And when it comes to running, especially you do an elaborate warm up where an elaborate preparatory sequence where you're doing cardiovascular warm up, then you're doing some drills to reinforce good technique. Then you are doing some wind sprints. That's brief accelerations to test the body out and make sure everything's working well and you're not feeling any weird aches or pains or sluggishness. And then you go into the main set of sprints and then you carefully cool down after to bring your respiration, body temperature, heart rate down to near normal. So that minimizes the stress impact of the workout. You never want to go all out super hard, do your last one, and then get in a car and drive home. That's obvious to most fitness enthusiasts, but it's worth repeating. So that designates, that describes a high quality, properly conducted sprint workout, which is one of the pillars here in part six about doing brief explosive activity. And then when we get to resistance exercise, of course, there's so many different categories and definitions, but it's basically putting your muscles under some form of resistance load to challenge them to near or total failure uh, for a set of exercise. I have uh, Dr. Doug McGuff, one of my favorite shows, and great book, Body by Science, where he contends that a single strength training session per week doing five major compound exercises is sufficient to help you get stronger and stronger and stronger over time. So to think that doing a single set to failure of these five major compound movements that he recommends only once a week is sufficient to build strength is mind-blowing to people that are spending a lot of time in the gym doing exhausting, fatiguing workouts where they suffer compromised form or nagging injuries or sluggishness. So again, with resistance exercise, these workouts are designed to be brief and explosive in nature where you get sufficient rest between your sets so that you're not... <laughs> dragging down to suffering and barely finishing at the end of the workout. Everything wants to be performed with excellent technique, and you do not want to feel too exhausted, fatigued, and depleted after a properly conducted strength training session. So we have the compound movements recommend, recommended by Dr. McGuff. That would be the chest press, the uh, lateral pull down, the shoulder press, the seated row, and the leg press. Those five describe, described pretty much cover all the major muscle groups of the body. And again, a single set to failure performed at a really slow pace. So you're doing this uh, slow method where you're putting time under tension, uh, increasing up to a significant period, like perhaps 60 seconds if you're doing eight reps of the chest press at a nice slow pace. So you want long time under tension and you want to get to near failure or total failure at the end of your set. That is a great resistance exercise session. There are so many other things you can do. I love the X3 bar that I've talked about before. I have the stretch cords hanging from my pull-up bar. A lot of times my uh, strength training session will be sort of a micro workout where I do one or two sets of chin-ups to failure uh, under the bar with a good rest period between that. And it's quite a significant effort, even though it only takes a few minutes. So a little goes a long way. And you want to get your muscles under resistance load, working hard, 
to near failure. I think this is an area of fitness that a lot of people neglect or miss out on, where they're dedicated, they're going to the gym, they're doing this many spin classes a week, or they're doing boot camp on Wednesdays and spinning on Fridays, and Sunday they're doing a great hike, and they're making a great effort toward their fitness, but they're missing that top end where the muscles are pushed to the maximum because so many wonderful hormonal immune-boosting uh, not to mention uh, testosterone optimization happen when those muscles are challenged. Basically what happens when you perform these resistance exercises to muscular failure is you get a flood of adaptive hormones into the bloodstream like testosterone and growth hormone. And their job is to make you more resilient for your next strength training, resistance training effort. So it's the use it or lose it with the body. Same for sprinting. So sprinting, being powerful, putting your muscles under load, getting out of breath from doing a set of chest press or deadlift or pulling the cords. Those are the things that delay aging arguably better than anything. And this is the new theme that's being really promoted well by people like Dr. Peter Atia and his number one best-selling book, Outlive, uh, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon and her protein-centric or muscle-centric medicine, excuse me. Uh, these are ideas where maintaining Functional muscle strength throughout life is the single greatest predictor of longevity and disease prevention. Uh, Peter has changed his mind where before he said diet, and now it's exercise and keeping strong. And if you do not perform regular resistance exercise, your muscles will atrophy, especially with age. Maybe you can get away with it uh, from ages zero up to age 30, where you can go out and be a weekend warrior and kick some butt on the basketball court or do something challenging. And then you're uh, pretty good the next day. But as you age, if you're not putting those muscles under resistance load, you will experience sincere atrophy to the extent that it appears it's quite apparent with your physique and your performance standards in things like uh, grip strength, squat competency, push-up competency, uh, the mile run time at age 50, these that I just mentioned, that little group, are, are supported by strong scientific research that they are directly correlated with longevity. So if you drop to the ground right now and you can't do a single push-up or you can't do 10 or whatever standard means something to you, you are showing signs of accelerated aging that can be aggressively and quickly reverse by throwing push-ups back into your game. I'll never forget visiting my father when he was in his mid-80s and uh, I'm whatever, uh, uh, in my 40s, and I hadn't been doing uh, a ton of strength training at that time in my life. And he says, yeah, I've been doing push-ups every day. I'm up to 30 now. Let me show you. And he drops to the ground and performs 30 per perfect push-ups. And I said, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Fantastic. You know, he started with two or five or seven but over five months time or whatever it had been, he was up to doing 30 excellent push-ups. So I go down to match my old dad and I was like 26, 27, the arms are shaking, the muscles are twitching. Of course, I'm gonna make it to 30 or maybe 31 for good measure, but it was an awakening to realize, dang, I haven't done push-ups in a while and this is where I stand and look at someone who's put that devoted effort in and made that fantastic contribution to aging gracefully, even in his 80s. Okay, so we have resistance exercise, we have sprinting, and then we have those micro workouts where you are just doing perhaps one set of push-ups or one set of pull-ups on the bar when you walk under the door or taking the stretch cords. And that's actually a product name 
you can find it on Amazon stretch cords, C-O-R-D-Z, where they clip to a doorknob or they clip to a hanging bar and you can pull and do a variety of very challenging upper body exercises that will take between 30 seconds, a minute or two minutes. Maybe you can do another set and do an excellent workout where your muscles are burning, you're getting to that maximum, you're huffing and puffing, and you're then going about your busy day. So we have micro workouts, we have formal strength training sessions, and we have formal sprint workouts meeting that objective uh, for part six of the show, performing brief, explosive, high intensity workouts or short efforts. Thanks for listening. And that's a super important one. If you're flawed here, if you're diminished here, it's going to affect your testosterone status. And if you start getting into the mix, and dropping for some push-ups, dropping for a set of squats every so often in your cube, or buying some contraptions that you can have nearby, like the hex bar, the dude spellings, or a kettlebell in the corner of your room, you will get a nice boost in testosterone in a very short time. Thanks for listening and watching, and get ready for number seven as we continue with the series. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, there's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you, of course. It's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. Thank you so much for listening to the BRAD podcast. We appreciate all feedback and suggestions. Email podcast at bradventures.com and visit bradkearns.com to download five free ebooks and learn some great long cuts to a longer life, how to optimize testosterone naturally, become a dark chocolate connoisseur, and transition to a barefoot and minimalist shoe lifestyle.